Welcome back to Fine Beats and Cheeses, your home of guilty pop culture pleasures that we don't feel guilty about at all. My name is Lynn Streeter Childress. I do theater for young audiences. And um, what, this old thing that I'm wearing? What? Yeah. Um, today, uh, I am joined by, uh, as always, uh, producer Sam. Hi, producer mm. Sam. And oh. also my fabulous co-host, who is? Okay, I'm Leslie Grace Streeter, a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author and a woman who be shopping. Uh, today, our guest is, we're very excited about, she's smarter than us, and we're really, I always like when that happens. <laughs> um, I true, a, introduce yourself, guest. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ty East, <laughs> and I would not dare say <laughs> that I am smarter than Lynn and Leslie Streeter. <laughs> mm. However, we know that we are all smart because we, for one thing, we have a great foundation because we are all graduates of Baltimore City College High School. <laughs> Bring it in, Castle. Yes. And the I will dump say on the hump. Hey. All right, those of you who are listening, um, I would say internationally, am I being confident or what? No, who are listening like out of the Baltimore area, uh, Baltimore City College is third oldest public high school in the country. It is amazing. And three of us went there. Sam went to Polytechnic, um, which is our, our rival school. He's married to our best friend. That's where they met. I guess they're okay. <laughs> something good came out of that situation something right. very right. few things but a couple it happened anyway right. um <laughs> we're really excited to have Taiyi. so we're always excited to have our city family on um and as someone said to me that i work with oh city that's a cult i'm like yes it is <laughs> i was in a phone call today um with a person who had turned out went to city but guess what he, so we graduated in 89 he graduated in 2019, exactly no. 30 years after. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Um, our classmate, uh, Demetrius Biliadis, I introduced him to my son, and he said, my late husband went to city as well, and he said to my son, Brooks, your mother and father and I were in the same school. It's kind of like a cult. And I was like, yes. Yes, it is. I wouldn't say cult in a good way, but, you know. If cults were good, it would be us. Anyway, um, Thais, <laughs> tell us what we are. We made some allusions to uh, Boomerang and women. No, that was Nutty Professor. Sorry. I'm going to be shopping. Thank you. Sorry, got my Eddie Murphy movies wrong. Um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the guilty pleasure of shopping. <laughs> I love yes. it so much. So Thais, yeah. tell me. First of all, tell us a little about yourself and then tell us why this is the thing that you picked as your guilty pleasure. And, and also tell us about the awesome, like creative things that you do. Amazing. Oh, oh, goodness. Okay. Um, and this will be hard because I don't like to talk about myself. No, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> <laughs> now that I feel like I've accomplished some things finally in life, <laughs> 52 years old get it but that's okay I consider myself a late bloomer but better to yeah. bloom when it's time for you to bloom than not to bloom at all Absolutely. right <laughs> so uh let's see uh about me all right so yes shopping is definitely a guilty pleasure um but uh, what I do when I'm not shopping is full-time. I am a mental health counselor. It is a complete career change uh, for me because I used to be a gun-toting security guard. Mm. <laughs> yes, I did that for 14 years and then decided that it really wasn't as fulfilling as it used to be. So um, I said, well, what what is it that I really want to do? Because I definitely do not want to retire um, like this. So I mm. uh, went back to school. I, I already had my uh, associates and uh, bachelor's in criminal justice. And then mm. I had five years in between. And I went uh, where I wasn't in school. And then I went back to school and got my master's in psychology. Mm. And since then, um, as well, a lot of a lot of studying on my own, um, but uh, I work for a couple of companies now. Um, so I'm self-employed and 
I typically work with, I don't have any kind of one, it's kind of what they call co-occurring disorders. Mm. So normally who I work with, in other words, just has more than one thing kind of going on. Okay. Uh, so, right. So it could be an addiction, but as, uh, but in addiction, in, in addition <laughs> to an addiction, it could be something like, um, maybe they also have anxiety, uh, maybe a PTSD, mm. something, you know, things oh, like wow. that. Um, when I'm not in the seriousness, uh, of that, um, let's see, I like to shoot pool. <laughs> I'm not super great at it, <laughs> but I really enjoy it. Um, I go bowling, but I'm, I, I absolutely suck at that. <laughs> um, and and as well, Lynn Leslie, yes, um, as you know, I have a set of twin girls. They yeah. are 28 years old. So they're twins. You're twins. Oh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yes. And like we've already decided our second episode is going to be about <laughs> twins and pop culture and why the parents and the parent trap were terrible yes so <laughs> terrible <laughs> separating them girls anyway so i'm not going to give it away that's a preview that's a spoiler um so Thais, tell us about shopping which is one of my favorite things as lynn knows um because every time she learns about it, she's like where'd that come from like i don't know i did something fell asleep and it came in the mail that's what happened <laughs> um it just happened so tell us uh, why why you picked shopping well, definitely out of anything I could have thought of, um, because I, of course I have a couple of other guilty pleasures. We all have more than one, but mm -hmm. shopping is whoever came up with, I'm going to tell you, whoever came up with the words retail therapy, they knew exactly what they were talking about. Like they, it, yeah. it was their retail therapy and that's how they came up with it. Like go shopping. It makes you feel so much better. Like it increases your endorphins. <laughs> It your does. your oxytocin your dopamine oh my god <laughs> yes, science yes makes you feel so much better you know as long as you don't overdo it I don't I, I don't consider myself overdoing it but I definitely could do less <laughs> I definitely could do less just uh yesterday I got a package in the mail Ooh. oh yeah so do you in these um you know COVID-ish times do you do most of your shopping online or do you still do in line in person shopping or I'm a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. I, I love to still go into the store. And then, you know, as well, of course I get to try on things, right. which is not always like you feel like doing it, but, um, because I'm a shorty, I'm only five one. So mm -hmm. I have to make sure that things are not too long for me. Right you know, and, and all of that, you know, and I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a thick girl. So. <laughs> yeah. We all, we is. I'm a hey, part of the, is. Yeah. I'm a part of the thick filet club. Yes. <laughs> filet. That, that yes. particular cut of meat. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. So you, you talked about the sort of the scientific, you know, things that shopping does for us. Um, When you shop, is it, and where most people shop, do you think it's about that feeling or is it about the stuff that you then get or is it about both? Because as we we said in the, when we were talking before the show started, I went through the COVID isolation like everybody did where I literally would be up at two o'clock in the morning and be on Amazon and see something that I had seen on TV and buy it. And then mm -hmm. it would come two days later and I would have totally forgotten that I opened it, mm -hmm. that I bought it and I would open it and go, what is that? What it is? I don't even know what. And then we go, oh yeah, because Chase was like, you paid for it. Bet, yes, you did. Right. <laughs> um. So tell talk a little about the psychology behind it, and if it's more about the feeling of acquiring or the hit that we get or the stuff. So that that's actually an individual, and and the reason why I say that is because for some people it could be the act of. Okay, mm -hmm. so you, you it, it's some it's a distraction method. Mm -hmm. You're going through something, you're stressed out, you go shopping, you yeah. feel better just doing it. You don't you don't, you're not thinking about your issues when you're standing there between the racks looking at, hey, is this looks right. great and this color isn't my size. But then, you know, on the on the other end, some other people would feel better accumulating things they're yes, collecting right. things either way is psychological mm. you know um and when it comes to the 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 shopping as uh in the act as being therapeutic it's 
it's really it's kind of like even even running or jogging right have you heard of runner's high where someone will act they they run and they jog and they'll do it most people who get started they'll they'll continue for years yep and the reason why is because it kicks up those uh, what we call happy hormones. It kicks Absolutely. up the dopamine. It kicks up the endorphins. It kicks up the oxytocin. And when it comes to the dopamine, it actually 10 times it. Mm. As in other words, if you weren't doing the, the, that activity and then after you've started, mm. it actually kicks up the dopamine 10 on a 10 times level. So they call it, they call it a high and shopping is just another activity that you can do. And that, that will make you feel good if that's your thing. Absolutely. And, and I will say I had that. I, Lynn and I are both former marathoners. I am beginning running again and I'm training for a 5k and I ran right. this morning and it was slow, but it was so great. And I had that thing where I thought it was going to be hard. I ran for half an hour. But mm -hmm. around the 27th minute, I thought, I'm really enjoying this again. Mm -hmm. It was like, I couldn't feel that it hurt. Yeah, I felt it when I got home, but I, yeah, I right. really enjoyed that. Um, and I was excited about this as a topic because like anything, and I'm going to be gendered here for a moment, like anything that stereotypically women do, so many people think that things like shopping, which is a can be a gendered activity, it's like, you know, oh, women, they just women be shopping mm -hmm. um, that people think it's cheesy or that it's excessive or that it's bad. And there's a lot of shame. I think that we're not talking about hoarders. We're not talking about people who are spending outside of their means. But there's a judgmental thing, I think, to people like, oh, there you go consuming or there you mm -hmm. go buying it. And people make excuses mm -hmm. for it. Do you think that because shopping is something that has a feminine bent when it's about clothing and shoes, that that's something that people make fun of? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do because <laughs> I, I have uh, come to the conclusion that I can't show all the bags that I bring in the house. <laughs> Why? Because it's, wow. You didn't have enough pieces of clothing already. Right. Did you right. really need another pair of shoes? Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I have <laughs> a black because because I have two pairs of black booties, but I need a pair of black long boots, right? Knee high. Right. Like, I gotta have those, right? <laughs> so, so in my rationale, yes, I can need it. Right. <laughs> but we, it, it can be it can definitely be gender because I, I know that across the board any women who have who, who women who are married will say that there there's that has has been more than one time that they have hid the packages that they got in the mail hoping that it comes before hubby gets home because they just don't want to hear it or maybe hubby feels like that you maybe you're spending too much money hopefully mm -hmm. that's not the case but yeah yeah it, it's it can be a gender thing ironically i have i have met men that shop more than yes. i do <laughs> one of my very good friends that i work with the baltimore banner john 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 is fashion he was the former fashion reporter for the baltimore sun he just came back for the banner from um, fashion week and he walks in he'll have coats the same coat in three different colors you know and people are like oh it's like and he doesn't apologize for it mm -hmm. he just mm -hmm. it is what it is at the same time my late husband who we the three three of us went to high school with scott was a huge he bought jerseys and he would drop not think about dropping 150 200 on a raven's jersey mm. or and don't let him find like a special edition cal ripka uh and i'd be like <laughs> but it's people would not make as much fun of that they might because they don't understand sports but they go oh it's a thing it's a collector's item it's whatever Almost all of my clothing is bought secondhand from Poshmark or uh, ThreadUp or The Real Real. And I feel like I have to, sometimes people go, oh, look at you in your new boots. And I have to almost like offer that as an excuse. Like oh, I didn't spend that much money on it. Right. You feel like you have to, you feel like you have to justify it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? 
And I, and I, I don't like feeling that way. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted it, I got it. And I, and I think, you know, I can just say, well, I earned it, you know, <laughs> I don't, but why do I have to, why do I have to justify it? And then another, it, it's in, in part of it is, is a lot in upbringing as well. Yes. You know, um, the things Absolutely. that we may not have been able to have when we're younger, well, when we get older, and we have accomplished some things and now, you know, we have a little extra out, of, you know, after your paycheck and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then guess what? Then I want to go treat, then I want to treat myself to something. It doesn't have to be a need. It's a want. <laughs> it makes me feel good. I'm going to yeah. do it. It's that line from Parks and Rec, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really <laughs> funny. I think about, um, so we're all the same age and our grandparents, uh, I know me and Leslie's and, and maybe you all too, Thais and Sam, uh, were depression era um, babies and, and folks. Mm -hmm. And so our grandmother, Streeter, <laughs> would... Um, you couldn't throw anything away in a house. Like literally she would have cans of, of soup that were literally like five years expire. And mm. we would have to throw them out when she was watching her stories and not paying yes. attention. Mm -hmm. And we have to be like really quiet in the kitchen mm. because mm -hmm. she was all about necessity. And I mean, she liked to shop. She was a fashion whore. Yeah, she, she was did. a clothes whore. But about some things, it was very much like sort of that mentality. And our grandmother, uh, Jane, my mom, our, our maternal grandmother who just passed away in April, um, she would have, I mean, she used to work for the Heck Company, which was a department um, store. Oh, I remember store. the Heck Company. Yeah. Oh, the Loved Heck. it. Hex. And it um, she worked at Hex in lingerie, but my grandmother would, she did like to shop, but also she would get an outfit a nice outfit and keep it forever, forever. And, but take care of it and hang she it took up. impeccable mm -hmm. impeccable care of her clothes right hang it up put it in a uh hanging bag and yeah hang yeah. it away from stuff because it was about not just the act of it but it was like actually keeping the things mm -hmm. that you have Which you value showing nice. that you value it mm-hmm so my my grandmother taught me, and it's stuck in my head. And this is my relationship to stuff anymore. Uh, the it's an old. I mean, I know it as a Yankee thing, but I've heard it other places. Use it up, wear it out, make do or do without. Mm, wow. <laughs> and uh, now I buy as much stuff as anybody else, but I I tend to feel weird when I buy clothes, um, because that's in the back of my head. Uh, like, why am I spending money on myself? That's 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 silly. Mm -hmm. On the other you, hand, you, I will drop a grand on a tool in a second. I was so just I got I got the same thing happening, just in a. Do you're the resident dude here? Do you think that, apart from the training that you got about austerity and about using things to their, you know, to till they give out? Do you think that it's also you're buying clothes? Because men's clothes, men were not traditionally expected to spend as much time on those things. Do you think that that's part of your to, behavior? To be honest, and this is horrible, men's clothes tend to be made to last. Yeah. So I've got 20-year-old pairs of jeans that are still, I mean, I wouldn't wear them out, you know, to do fancy stuff, but they work fine as paint pants. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they get used all the time. So it, part part of it is it's. And I've worked in advertising enough to know that that's just, that's a capitalist thing. You know, it, things, it, are, things are any more designed to, to, to be replaced. Well, and absolutely. Is. And the gendered part of it too, it's like, for instance, Lynn and I used to always talk about how men's haircuts are much less expensive than women's haircuts. I remember when I first did my first boob chop, meaning when I, like in 2020, 2000, 2000 when I cut my hair all and all of the relaxer the first time um I then started going to a barber for a while when it was still really short because I was like why am I paying $50 this is in 2000s prices for a haircut where I can go my hair is the same was the same length as a lot of dudes hairs and I could go to my friend Frank Bodani up in York his uncle had a barber shop around the corner from me and I was like can I just go and get your uncle to who I think name was also Frank 
uh, to cut my hair. And it was $15. Mm. And I was like, where'd I do that at? You know, where <clears throat> men's stuff costs so much less. I think maybe because they understand that women are going to buy more. Or going to the tendency to spend more or replace things. I don't know. So it's like the wedding tax. I'm Ugh. gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> the exact we we okay. right when you a room for just a retirement dinner is one thing, but if you say that you're renting it for a wedding, the price goes up. How much, Sam? Now, as a wedding photographer, I will say I'm not completely opposed to this because mm. I've dealt with. I've dealt with people and I've dealt with the same people as brides and it is mm. not the same dance, but the fact still remains. It's, you know, there, there is, and part of it is just, if you know, somebody's going to be fussy is the wedding text. If you know, you're going to get pushed back, you know, you have to do things twice. You just build it in. You just build in the headache tax. I um, understand that, but sometimes the headache is assumed or presumed so they can charge more money. We have a our former guest, Narissa Miller, who will be our guest again soon. When she got married, her parents had contacted a winery about an engagement party. They hadn't told them what it was for. They said, oh, we're looking for a venue. Our daughter will call you back. So she called back and she said, hi, my parents called about my engagement party. They go, engagement? That's a horse of a different color. And they start mm-hmm. looking for us. And the price list, the pricing was completely different. She's like, it's the same party. They go, nope, you said wedding, engagement. It's a thing. And it was twice as much. And that's it. As a photographer, I don't take weddings anymore. I'll do them for free for friends. If you want to throw money at me, that's great. But I'm just not dealing anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other episode that we should do about like weddings um, and yeah and and wedding stuff like say yes to the dress and all of and all of those things um Thais, what's your favorite thing to shop for favorite is clothes <laughs> second favorite is shoes and third is jewelry I- so when you're buying jewelry i, I have a question because i i i make clothes and i make everything but um, I love making jewelry, and my wife is allergic to metal. When you're looking for jewelry, just 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 just, just my curiosity thing. Are you looking for like? Do you have a style that you're always like? You, if it's a gold hoop, you've got it, or is it just like whatever looks interesting? You want to try it? I'm just I'm just looking for insight into people who buy jewelry because I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely have a style. I like vintage. So I, I like 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 uh cushion cut, uh princess cut and you know um rings. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's my style. And I don't even wear necklaces. I own some, but I don't I don't wear them ever put them on. <laughs> but uh, and and it, the irony is again it kind of it, it it goes back to your how you know how what what you saw growing up and and in your experiences because growing up I was just the opposite growing up I was a tomboy and I was like you know no no I wasn't I didn't think anything about shopping for clothes was like a necessity right you know um the girlish thing I did is is you and you might remember this in high school I was a flag girl yes and we wore those little teeny skirts, <laughs> regardless of the weather. <laughs> Football season, and we're out there in that little teeny skirts. Yes. But, you know, but that was about as, as, as girly as I got. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a tomboy, didn't care anything about pocketbooks, jewelry, clothes. Like I said, none of this mattered. Um, what I did like though, as far as shopping is when I started working and I was, uh, it was just before I turned 16. Mm. And I mean, pretty much every paycheck, I was going to get a pair of tennis shoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> shopping, nice. But I was shopping for more traditionally the, the boyish stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so interesting, too, because when you get back to the whole gender thing, there are people who and they're obviously they're sneakerheads and of every um, of every gender. But, you know, that is something that you would talk to guys and they would not think 
twice about not only buying a pair of $500 pair of special edition shoes, but never wearing them, you know, and putting them up, you know, or you'd buy the ones. My son is a sneakerhead, although all of his Nikes come secondhand because I'll have it like that. Um, but he doesn't know or care. They're really well taken care of. Um, Lynn and I, and that this is another question. When we were in high school, we would go to, we were, I will say I was a terrible trendy, you know, I loved it. What was ever at the gap or Contempo casual or, you know, the limited or express or whatever. Yes. Contempo casual. That was my store. It was in a gallery. And the gallery. Yes. <laughs> I didn't, and, and look, look, we didn't pay bills back then. Nope. You know what I mean? So like my whole paycheck. <laughs> go oh, to the gallery. So cute. We oh, worked, man. We worked at the fudgery and we would just that. go across the street and go shopping. And go shopping. <laughs> the fudgery was in, in Harbor Place in Baltimore, for those of you, who, again, who are from Baltimore. And the gallery was a shopping center across the street. And, and mm -hmm. there was even, you could like walk on the street or there was even a walkway. So you, you didn't walk have across. to the traffic. You could just walk across the street on a walkway that went over the traffic and go spend money. So what I was saying is that for us, shopping was also social. Like a mall was a marketplace where like mm -hmm. you saw people, we went to, we were raised in Northwood. So we went to Towson before it was like really, really big. We would go to um, Utahwood Plaza, which became Towson Marketplace, which is like kind of discounty, whatever. That's where the best company was. Um, we would, once we got older, we'd go to the harbor. Um, we'd go to Hunt Valley. My parents went, it was closer. You know, we'd go to Hunt Valley Mall. But yeah, we'd run into people or that was like, we felt cool, you know, because we were shopping for the stuff. We'd go to the food court and it just felt like a very social kind of a thing. Do you think that obviously it's, that kind of shopping is the complete opposite of shopping online. But can you talk a little about sort of the social nature, at least traditionally, of that sort of shopping and what that was like, particularly because you were seen and be you you saw and you were you were seen. Mm hmm. Yeah. Going into going into the mall, you know, back then to think about it too. And, and I used to actually work across the street from you guys. Um, um across it's not across the street. It was the harbor, but yes. I worked right. in the opposite pavilion. Um, of of you two I, yeah that my first job is I, I was a bus person and I loved it uh, I loved it and I and I used to make like a, like back then I used to make like 250 a week and that was bread you hear me yeah girl I made some money like literally I started saving for my first car working there it was That's oh my so gosh funny. it was amazing what but, any, but anyhow what, what restaurant I used to work at um is Taverna Athena it was a yes restaurant I remember, remember that <laughs> I do I do it was a Greek restaurant yeah so I I started learning about the the culture but anyhow um but but working working there it was um we used to go to you know uh, some of us would meet at the mall um going across the street to the mall and that mall over there you you know that mall over there is not it's not a bunch of cheap stores in that mall mm -mm. I mean and to this day those those are pricey stores in that in that mall but we didn't pay bills back then but anyway we would go we would go in there and and hang out and yeah that was part of it you go to the to the eatery you know mm -hmm. and and you sit and chill and you had these great stores like united colors of benetton was yeah there. i remember that contempo casuals was in there yes and banana republic Mm -hmm. so the social aspect was not uh not just chilling and, and and walking around that was part of it but looking at but looking at the clothes and and talking to your girlfriend about hey you think as a matter of fact i remember buying this little green mini skirt <laughs> of the contemporary casuals oh i love that thing so i got too big for it oh yeah hey. Contempo Casual is actually part of my 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 greatest uh tragedy that was not but um I went to work there forever and I was working at the mall uh, the summer of 90. Um, that's when Towson Town Center was becoming really big and they were doing a lot of construction. And basically I worked at the customer um, customer service center on the first floor um, in front of what is now LIDS. Basically going, mm -hmm. no, they closed, they won't be back till a year. No, they ain't here yet. No, they ain't not here. And so 
I really wanted to work for Contempo. So I got an interview finally at Contempo, but I was going back to University of Maryland. And they go, oh my God, we love you. Want to hire you? I go, but I can only work for two weeks. They're like, oh. wow. And it was tragic to me. It was stupid, but it was tragic no. to me because it's like, it was, and what you what you said about making your own money for the first time is really important because once you don't have to ask your parents for things because parents will be like, well, I think you should buy this or not buy this. And their value over what you buy is, is pretty solid until you have your own money because mm -hmm. it's an independence. Mm -hmm. And if, and, and it feels, it feels great. Like back then, like I said, I mean, I, I, I normally, and I didn't, I didn't really have a paycheck. Mind you, mm. I was a bus person. Yes. I made $2 and a penny an hour. Mm. So that yeah. did that did nothing but get was but buy my bus pass to get to work. Right. <laughs> the rest of it, but I, I made tips, I made cash every That's day. Wow. And and so it it was like amazing to but but if but it it was it was a sense of freedom. And yes. and as well, you could, you know, I could I felt good about myself because Back then, I could even give my give my mom money for like the cell. The, I mean, not cell phone. Good grief! But the phone bill. You know what I mean? Look, uh -huh. C, look, C and P, Bell Atlantic, those companies. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so it it made you it 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 made you feel you know like you like you were growing up you know and like you had like just you just had this sense of freedom and you know at least my my mom as long as I didn't buy some I mean I, and I knew not to buy anything that was too low cut front back anywhere you know because right. my, my mom would snatch me up and, and and carry me to the store to get back my money <laughs> and then she she'd probably take the money then oh you'll know what to do with your money you'll know what to buy okay exactly <laughs> yeah but it, it, it's a it's it's a big thing for uh um, you know, for teenage teenagers to uh, be able to shop on their own, it's something to yes. feel proud of. And and now, you know, a days, you know, we see uh, teenagers that are making more money than we did because they mm -hmm. have these opportunities that we didn't have, like with the internet, you know, oh, yeah. things like that. So, I mean, you you have you have like entire like oh, for instance, one of my one of my counseling clients is 15 and she does a bakery business oh. and yes yeah, so she and she has um a, you know a regular job too and she but she gets catering jobs as i mean just as any any adult would anybody older would yeah she gets catering jobs and she's gonna charge the prices that anybody else would as yes. well. <laughs> so it, it she but but it she loves it because she gets to feel independent and then she takes um she's taking baking classes of course but then she actually can be now a baking coach she's learned so she's been catering for a couple of years and she's mm. she's 15 mm-hmm mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i feel so lazy I was I working know. at Burger King when I was fifteen. Oh, look! At least you were. At least you were working, and I made and I made sure my uh I, my daughters had to work, had to work, and I didn't care anything about them paying any bills. It was you know it wasn't like that. It was mm -hmm. you need to see the uh, uh the responsibility of right. having to be somewhere every day by a certain time. Mm -hmm. Also, you need to be, you need to learn what it's like to hold money, to have money and what you, what is what good to it. do with it and what you shouldn't Absolutely. do with it. Absolutely. You know, all of those things, but you know, and, and, but it, it, it teaches those things. And as a teenager, you just, you get to, you know, shopping, it can be a really good, good thing. <laughs> well, I think it too, because teachers budget, Lynn and I both have, my son will be 10 next week and uh, Lynn's son is 11. And there is a, when my father used to always say, you know, we'd get a little money, it's quote unquote, burning a hole in your pocket. Cause it's like, yes. I have it, I have to spend it. So I have tried to explain to my son, two things. One, if you got $20, you got a gift card, whatever. If you spend that money, I'm not putting in money on top of it. This is your budget. $20 is your budget. I might give you a couple cents for tax, but you can't find something that's $50 and me me cover 30 of it that's not how this works also if you don't bring your gift this is a new thing if you don't bring your gift card or your 20 dollars that Gigi gave you whatever you don't have any money 
because I was like, if I go to Target and don't have money, if I left my wallet at home, I got to go back home. They're not going to say, oh, because it's you. Please take the groceries. No. <laughs> right. Well, and we got sucked into that with my son is that he would get a gift card and leave it at home or whatever. And he would say, well, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. But then we get stuck with gift cards in places we don't want. It's like, no, wait a minute, dude. I want cash. Right. And, <laughs> right. and, and I realized it's like you said, teaching the value of um, what you have is what you have. I mean, again, they're 10 and, 10 and 11, right? So sometimes you can go back and forth and help a little. But as Leslie mm. said, if you do that too much, the exception becomes the rule and then they expect you to do it. And it's expected, right? Exactly. They expect Versus, you to do it all the right. time. And you well, always I mean, have to teach kids to work hard, you know, for their money. You know, like my one uh, one of my daughters, she, um, long story short, she was working with YouthWorks and she had worked all summer. Well, before she started, she ran up her cell phone bill. Mm-mm. And remember how we used to uh, we had we used to have to pay for incoming and outgoing texts. They weren't unlimited. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she just her texting alone was like a hundred and something dollars. Now we're talking. She's twenty eight now. We're talking about when she was fifteen. So that oh, wow. was for a cell phone bill. I saw no 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 no. So guess what? You you know what you're gonna do when you work. And they, and they didn't pay them until the end of the summer. Oh, uh, yeah. So at the end of the summer, she got her paycheck. I told her at the, before she <laughs> started, I said, you're going to give me back that. I think it was like 140 something dollars. I said, you're going to give me back every penny. So at the end of the summer, when she got paid from YouthWorks, she had to give me her money for her cell phone bill. Mm. Yeah. It's important. Right now, my son, I, I won't say what happened, but he had a situation <laughs> in which he um I'll just say he was playing drums and his drumstick hit my computer because he was using a computer to like play along with stuff and he broke the screen of my just repaired computer and I was like here we go so I was like this is coming out of your money so he gets uh ten dollars a week to clean the bathrooms that's his uh, allowance and I was like I own your allowance until the end of October mm-hmm. because we had to go and thank God I have Apple Pay, um, um, Apple Care, which is like the insurance. So it was only like two fifty on top of it because it would have been like seven hundred dollars. Mm. I was like, you don't have that money, bro. Treat you will until you go to middle school will be owe me money. So I was like, listen, you don't get things. So a couple times we went to Target, and he goes, can I add this to my tab? I go, you get twice. But if I keep, also, it's not just about the money. It's about the, if I keep saying adding to your tab will never get to the end of the tab and you'll never learn that there is a punitive value to what i'm saying because if you just keep getting stuff and blimpying it i'd gladly pay you tuesday for a pokemon card today we're not doing that today man <laughs> it's not gonna happen so and as a parent i have to like it's so much easier to just give them stuff because they don't whine at you and you can just go to bed oh, yeah Oh, yeah. And that, that's a problem. Right. Right. It's right. so much easier to answer the question, to help, to carry the stuff inside when you know they need to be carrying their own stuff. Be like, I just want to get in this house. Mm-hmm. And you just grab this stuff when you know if sometimes he has to go back and make several trips because it's not my, like you said, Pokemon cards, not my Pokemon cards, it's not my soccer ball. Mm-mm. Can I just applaud the Popeye's reference that went by unremarked? Thank you. Thank you. I have to. I just seriously, he's I Lena, I called him. I was like, I'm not gonna blimpy this today, bro. And I don't even know if he's ever seen Popeye, but he needs to know that there is a precedence. He come up with the scam. This scam of I'm gonna pay you back at some point eventually in the future, expeditiously, expeditiously, not today. I seen it and it's not gonna happen. So, um, and I, I will say with the kids, I can see Thais in the very beginning, you're talking about sort of the, the visceral brain reaction because I see it in our kids. And I guess we all have that, that mm-hmm. pure, like, particularly if it's money that they were given. So they feel like I've got to spend this money. It's right. the act, the act of, I saw a thing, I picked the thing, I got the thing. 
Although I will tell you, he's been more discerning. Like I said, when I go, I'm not buying you the other one. So you have to pick. And suddenly there have been times we've been out where I'm like, can I get some Skittles? Well, you have to pay for them. Well, I don't need the Skittles. Like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because it's so much better to spend mom's money or dad's money than my money. (laughs) When, When we were like, probably like in high school, probably like middle school, high school, we'd be like, can we go out to dinner? And my parents would say, we don't have the money to go out to dinner. We spent that budget or whatever. And we would say, well, just go to the bank and go get it. And they were like, oh, yes. but the money the money has to be in the bank in order for you to get it, to have money. You can't just be, it's not a store, the money store. There has to be money in your account. And um, I, talk, I think about that so 35, 40 years later about, Again, how we value money and how we spend it. But like you said, that visceral thing of feeling like you have to spend it. Um, I used to feel like that. You talked about like Contempo. I would go and look for the cheapest thing and just feel like I need to buy something from here, even if it's just like a pair of earrings. And sometimes it's something I didn't even, I have to convince myself that I liked it because I felt like if I was here, I had to go home with something a thing mm-hmm. have to have a bag you walk through the wall so Thais is there a not that we and we'll when we wrap as we're wrapping up we'll talk about like is it a cheesy thing but is it a, is it necessary to justify assuming we can afford it why we need to go shopping or is it okay to just once again if it's a thing you love and it's within your means to just do it and not care about other people Oh, yeah, it's no need to justify it. You know, you you do, you do what makes you happy, you know, you know, you do what works for you. Like you said, we're still talking about within the confines of what you are able to do, you know, not going overboard. So as long as it's within what you are able to do, then yes, go ahead, do it, you know. Eat what, what is that? Eat the cake, have the pie, eat have the cake. The- <laughs> eat the cake. Go to Zales. That's what I do. Go to Zales. <laughs> oh, and, to I, and, Zales. I'm, and I'm telling you, I should do I should do a commercial. They should pay me <laughs> to do a commercial with Rainbow. That's I shot I don't shop online from any other store except for Rainbow. Really? Keep, yes. And to damn with them because they keep emailing me. They keep they email me almost. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I think they email me like four or five times a week and they're like 60% off, 70% yeah. off. It is amazing. And because this, because I shop in person as well there, I already know how to close fit. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. see, I can shop online and I know that I'm going to get clothes that look good and feel good. And you can say, well, and, and, and it's like, well, I don't, because Personally, I don't have the money to shop super pricey, labely type of. That's not. That's never been me. It's not so much the, uh, the label of it. Is it is me accumulating the stuff and yes. how I and, and the anticipation of how I'm going to look in it because when I see it, when I see it online, I'm like, oh my gosh. I got these shoes. It's gonna look great with that. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this jewelry. This is is gonna look great with that. It's good, <laughs> like like it's a whole thing. It's, it's put. It's all. I put it all together in my head. So now I have to have it. And then when it's when it's marked down, I mean, come on now. I you bought, have to. Like I'm telling you, I bought five pieces of clothing. Um, a couple days ago. It came to $46 before the shipping. What? Now, one thing was more than $10. Okay, so <laughs> are you one of those people? So my sort of sister-in-law, Kia Bell, if you're listening to this, Kia, shout out. Kia would wear the cutest clothes and I would say, oh my gosh, I love that dress. And she would go, $7. That's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm telling you, last year, le- no, 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 two years ago, my birthday, my birthday dress was a white dress. It was satin. Mm. Do you know that I paid 
$6 for that dress. <laughs> oh my God. I got it from Dee Dee's. Dee Dee's oh. Wholesale. For those in Baltimore, go I, there too. I do not know Dee Dee's Wholesale. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yes. And, it, and, it's, and it's not spelled out. It is the two letters. D-D. Apostrophe D-D. X. Yes. We have friends who used to have friend Heather Glasgow uh, Gimbel, shout out, class 88 uh, city, who swore by C-Mart. She would go to C-Mart, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. And she would just mm-hmm. like, I got a big old bag of stuff from C-Mart. Be like, $5, $10. Like, what mm-hmm. is this C-Mart? Um, and I was like, I'm going to be trendy and build it them all now. I'm good. But um, I now, Lynn knows, like I said, I buy almost all of my stuff secondhand. Um, almost everything. Um, but it's, and I, I don't usually have time to go shopping like in person, but like Poshmark and um, the real, real and thread up, not only do I get things that I like that I, I feel like it's sustainable and I'm, you know, doing something good for the earth, check, check, check. But also I have found that you talked about not being able to support certain things. There are brands that I buy secondhand that I always wanted to wear in the nineties. I couldn't afford I buy Vivian Tam and Anna Sui and Betsy Johnson and those um, and Alexander McQueen and those mm-hmm. and Tracy mm-hmm. Reese and those brands that I could not afford unless they were so dirt cheap. They were like last, last season, the season we forgot that season. Nobody <laughs> liked, you know, um, but now I can. So there is I buy what I love. But yeah, I do have a thing like oh, I, this thing is, it's a Tracy Reese dress or this thing is a, um, this is a Vivian, and I always loved Vivian Tam. I always loved the Anna Sui, those kind of like Asian touches, but like a kind of punky 90s thing. And I love 90s stuff. I will dress that way till I die. Um, but yeah, it feels good. Mm-hmm, and I, and I mm-hmm. used to feel at first, I was like, I feel like I'm trying to like assuage the label whore that I couldn't be when I was in my in my 20s. I'm like, who cares? But that's what we do. Right. That's that's what we do. Like when when I was when I turned about my mother, my mother, see, my mother used to take me shopping literally every single weekend. And we used to go downtown. We used to go to head company. And then next door was it it wasn't C Mart, but it was something Mart. No, the Mart. That's what it was called. Mm. That's what it's called. Right next door to head company. Well, when my mother had my brother. Uh, about I'm gonna say about two when he as of him being about two years old she couldn't take me shopping every week anymore mm-hmm. the money wasn't there anymore and so I know that I'm probably replacing that that is that is the the psychology of it I'm, oh. I'm replacing what I could not get or what I stopped getting when I was younger and and it's the same thing that you're saying Leslie you know that oh that the labels that you couldn't you couldn't get back then you know and now you can get them and no we don't have to justify it Mm-mm. not at all Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and also and I found that I can I mean, I'm not going to buy things that I would have worn exactly the size because I can't fit, can't fit in them. I mean, I had this pair of skorts from Fashion Bug in like 1994 that was the plaid skorts. And I looked them up and apparently because everything like 90s coming back, people are buying those plaid skorts. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't look good in that anymore because I'm not a size 8, 10 and 23. But they were super cute. and I'm so glad I got to wear them. You know, mm-hmm. I do love plaid skirts, though. I have like this crazy like tartan monstrosity that I wore to see Duran Duran because I'm old Um, a couple nights ago. And I, I love that stuff. So you can wear and adjust the pattern, adjust what you like, and it still work for you. You know, wait a minute. You saw Duran Duran a couple nights ago. Wednesday. Yes. I'm Lynn so went. jealous. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's why I have no voice. That's why I'm worse because we okay. So in DC, at the end, we're jumping and going. Her name is Rio, and I was like, I'm. I feel both like I feel so so um self conscious and like, and I didn't care. If it was like, who's watching? I don't care. We were just jumping up and down like we're pogoing at a club, but it's Duran Duran concert. We're 52, and I'm wearing comfortable boots. And they're um, 65 yeah, yeah. and nobody cares. <laughs> the, the, the skincare, the skincare. But oh my God, um, it looks so good. As we as we wrap this up, Thais, like I said, I we always ask usually 
as we discuss this thing, do you have a new understanding of it? And do you still consider it cheesy? Or a guilty pleasure. Or a guilty pleasure. And if you do, do you care and does it matter? (laughs) I do not consider it cheesy (laughs) to shop until you drop it is a it can be considered a guilty pleasure yes and do i care absolutely not neither should (laughs) anyone else we are who we are make no mistake about it and you do not have to explain yourself and this is what i tell my clients as well (laughs) stop explaining yourself to everybody explaining yourself that's right have fun do you yolo <laughs> yolo so we spend so much time well, worrying about what other people think so much mm-hmm. time and then you get to the point where you can't do the thing that you wanted to do anymore because your body can't do it or right yeah that's um that's 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 wild this is very deep but i enjoy mm-hmm. it um so Thais, you have a show I'm starting my show back up. Yes, I will soon be starting my podcast back up. And the tagline for the podcast is what we do for therapy. But um, it's not nearly as serious and even possibly boring as as the tagline may sound. um, Because what I have done is I have combined the fact that I am a creative being and with with uh the the therapeutic psychological side and so what i mean by that is um that i got the idea for the podcast actually in 2019 i said that i wanted to interview uh people that may need um a, a a a push and and may need some help as far as getting themselves out there in the but it, but they're in the creative space. So that mm. could be it could be poets, um, it could be a visual artist, you know. But any you know anyone that's in that's in that arena it could be singer, it could be a, a guitarist, it could you know it could be any type of instrumentalist. But that's who I said that I was going to interview to get them some uh, additional exposure. I'm like, then I'm, me me <laughs> you, you you you're definitely you're definitely in there you you already know that yep, you're definitely in there yes yeah so because Thais it, you're it, a poet it, mm-hmm. yep oh, I, and I'm sorry to mean to cut mm-hmm. you off I'm just got excited <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Now I was going to say it it ended up rolling over into me bringing in the men, the mental health aspect and just okay. in the emotional health aspect and all of that because then I started bringing in entrepreneurs and allowing them to say how they were over they overcame obstacles to get where they are today. That's so cool. Mhm. That's and- do you still do you still host um I used to host an open night, open mic poetry nights and stuff, right? Yes, um, actually that, and and I started uh, that in 2019 and then it ended in 2020 because of COVID. Because of COVID, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so now, now just jump around and, and, you know, listen to other artists and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so great. And like I said, I just, I had some things in my cart at ThreadUp I was not going to buy, but now I'm going to. <laughs> and I'm going to blame you all. Thank you guys so much again for being Thais. It's it's such a pleasure to when particularly when we reconnect with our our city college people. It's always amazing because it's a great school and we're doing really great stuff and we're so interesting. All That's of right. us interesting. So <laughs> thank right. you, thank you, producer Sam. Sorry about your school and um... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry at all. Thank you, um, Lenny Lynn, and uh, as we always say, thank you. I keep it breezy, keep it easy, keep it cheesy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.